This is a You Are Not A Frog quick dip, a tiny taster of the kinds of things we talk about on our full podcast episodes. I've chosen today's topic to give you a helpful boost in the time it takes to have a cup of tea, so you can return to whatever else you're up to, feeling energised and inspired. For more tools, tips and insights to help you thrive at work, don't forget to subscribe to You Are Not A Frog wherever you get your podcasts. Recently, somebody in one of our communities was talking about how frustrated they were because their ward was full of patients who had COVID, but who just kept batting it away saying, oh, it's just a cold, it's just a cold. And no matter what they did to try and convince them, it's a little bit more serious than just a cold. These people didn't want to be convinced. They just refused to listen. And this was making this doctor incredibly frustrated. You see, many of us believe that influencing other people is within our control. And in fact, some leadership books talk about the fact that there is a circle outside the circle of control, and that is the circle of influence. Now, I like to keep things a lot more simple. We talk about the zone of power all the time. That's a simple circle on a sheet of paper. And within this circle is stuff that you can control. And outside the circle is stuff that you cannot control. And I was talking to one of our our trainers and coaches a while back. And she's done a lot of work around this. And she said, Rachel, why do you keep talking about the fact that influencing somebody is within your control? Because actually, whether that person is influenced or not by you, is totally out of your control. And if you think about it, that's true. Other people cannot literally climb into my head, influence my thought patterns. They don't know what's gone on for me in the past. They don't know the sorts of things that trigger me. They don't know my weird health beliefs. They don't understand my background, my worldview what I'm contending with. No one can fully understand what goes on in my head. Therefore, nobody is in control of if they influence me or not. So when it comes to influencing, we need to realise that whether or not we influence somebody is out of our control. Now, the reality is that we can only control what we say, what we do, what we think, the conversations that we have. And medics get this very, very wrong. We often try to take far too much responsibility for stuff that we cannot control. So we take responsibility for what the media says, for what the patients believe, for their behaviour even, for other people's behaviour, totally out of our zone of power. And we often don't take enough responsibility for ourselves and our own actions. Now, when we talk about the zone of power, What we talk about is that actually everything that's outside our zone of power, that stuff we have to accept because we can't change it. And if we try to, it just becomes very, very stressful. And that is the problem. If we continue believing that we can influence people, it's a very stressful place to be because we will try and try and try. And if they're not influenced, we'll get really, really frustrated. So we'll probably just try harder speak louder, speak faster, baffle them with the facts, baffle them with the science, and still they haven't changed their minds. It can feel a little bit like flogging a dead horse. But if I start to focus much more and take much more responsibility on what I can do, what I can control, I'll feel much, much more powerful. I'll feel much, much 
more productive. Because often we don't take enough responsibility for those things that we can control because it takes courage, right, to have a difficult conversation with somebody. Sometimes it takes courage just to leave it and to walk away or to agree to differ and accept that we're never going to think or feel alike. So if we spend our time trying to convince people, arguing with them, blinding them with science, we may well win the battle, but we will lose the war overall because deep down, they don't really agree. So what on earth can we do about this? Well, focus on action, focus on what you can do, focus on the things that are in your zone of power. And I would like to suggest that the first step is to seek first to understand, listen to them and understand their viewpoint. Find some commonality, work out why they believe what they believe and what they're thinking. And if you don't know, ask them, don't just assume you know their viewpoint or what they're thinking. And one thing you can do is to actually seek out disagreement. Now, I know this sounds bizarre, but bear with me. It's really, really important. Quite a few years ago, a chap called Patrick Lencioni wrote a book called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. And he talked about the fact that in a team, lack of conflict was one of the core dysfunctions. And the reason he says that lack of conflict and fear of conflict is a problem is that you can't commit to decisions or get any accountability unless you've been able to conflict and have your say. Now, I think it's Hewlett Packard that have a catchphrase, which is disagree and commit. Because you can't commit to a decision unless you feel your voice has been heard. How many times have you disagreed with something somebody has said, but you didn't feel you could voice it, so you just kept your mouth shut, but actually you didn't do what they wanted. You just, you just went off and secretly just sort of carried on doing your own thing. That person thought they had influenced you, but they hadn't at all. All that's happened is just they spoke the loudest and you'd shut up. But if you feel that you can speak up, that your voice has been heard, that you can really talk about your views and opinions and the team making the decision or whatever has actually listened to you, then you are far more likely to be able to commit to a decision that has been made, even if you disagree. Are you constantly stressed and thinking about work? Does your laptop come with you on holiday? Your to-do list have permanent residence in your brain and your worry about how to handle the latest crisis wake you up in the small hours? Then it's time to get your life back and that's exactly what our brand new online course will help you do. It's a 60-minute reset for healthcare professionals to shift your mindset so you can set boundaries and limits around your work without the endless guilt that you've not done enough. It's just £27 and you can get instant access now when you go to shapestoolkit.com slash getyourlifeback. And if you commit to a decision that's been made, then you can be held accountable. If no one has committed to the decision, then it's very difficult to hold people accountable and you get rubbish results. Now, Patrick Lencioni goes through all of this in the five dysfunctions of a team. So I'd encourage everybody to read that. It's brilliant. Now, what is behind conflict? Why can't we conflict? Well, we don't trust each other. We don't trust that we can actually voice a disagreement and it'd be okay. So psychological safety, vulnerability-based trust is really, really important. But what you can do is actually seek that conflict, almost mine for it, and actually ask people, well, where do you disagree with me? What's the other side of the story? Where might I be wrong? 
And that's a really good way of then convincing people and of influencing people because they feel heard. You will also be able to uncover those core beliefs that you may not have done just by arguing. So seek first to understand, listen, mind for conflict, ask people their opinion and ask them why they might disagree. Ask them to think of all the reasons why your idea is a bad one. Play devil's advocate. Ask questions and challenge your own assumptions and by all means challenge their assumptions. But the more you can dig down and find out what their ideas, concerns and expectations are, heard that anywhere before, ice. Remember that if you're trying to influence someone, work out what they're really worried about work out what they're expecting. You know, I've, I've lost count of the times when patients have come in to the surgery and I will be expecting a bit of an argument because they might have a viral upper respiratory tract infection. And I just assume that what they want is antibiotics. So I steal myself for the whole, well, we don't normally give antibiotics when it's a viral infection conversation. And actually, if I just stop to listen and if I ask them, they don't want antibiotics. They want to know something else about it. So it's really important just to make sure you're on the page in the beginning. And that is how you influence, not by just telling people what your opinions are. Now you need to be able to state what your needs are, what you want. And if they disagree, if they differ in an opinion, you need to be able to park it and move on. I was talking at a BMA talk um, the other day and someone asked about the circle of influence, when I was talking about the zone of power. And we went through all of this and I got an email from one of the delegates uh, later that day. And she said, for me, in that talk, the light bulb moment was, I can't influence anybody. We've had problems in the department about the rotor. It's fallen to me to do. I've done my best to make it fair, but there's a huge difference of opinion and I can't make everybody happy. And there's some people that I just can't change their opinion. It's been driving me mad, but hearing what you said about the fact that we can only present the argument but whether someone's influenced or not is up to them that has just taken a weight off my mind and I'm just going to park it and go so be it and so for a lot of times where we really want to be able to influence somebody we can't and we just need to accept that that is out of our control and we park it and we go so be it let's agree to differ and be at peace with that so accepting that you cannot please everybody all of the time and accepting that you can only control the things in your zone of power, which is your actions, behavior, words and responses to stuff. And also, side note, recognize that a lot of the time people are making decisions based on emotion, not logic. They will always present it as logic. They'll always give you a very well thought out reason for why they think as they do, but behind it will be past experience, will be a strong, strong emotion. See it for what it is. Even if that person appears very unemotional, there's been numerous studies done and loads of evidence that show that most people make decisions based on emotions. When you look at the stock exchange, for example, you'd think that analysts and the financial markets would be based on logic, but no, even that is based on emotion. So recognize that and know that these deep emotional reactions are very, very difficult to change. And I had one other thing the other day on another podcast, which I found incredibly helpful. And that's this. It's that if you are the boss, you get to make the decisions. And if you can't convince other people in the team, so be it. You'll do your best. You make the decision and move on. If you're not the boss 
and someone else holds the power, no matter how hard you push against it, if you disagree with the decision, you can express your point of view. You can say why you don't agree. You can present the evidence. But if the person who is in control has made that decision and won't change, then you need to move on and you have a choice about what you do then. Do you carry on in that particular team or do you leave? At the end of the day, banging your head against a brick wall in either direction for too long is just pointless. So recognize that when you are trying to influence somebody, there are only so many things that you can do that are in your control and whether or not that person is influenced is completely out of your control. So next time you're in a situation where it's feeling really frustrating, draw a zone of power and work out right here, right now, what is out of my control here? In this influencing situation, what do I just have to accept and move on? And what is in my zone of power here? What could I do? And when you've got to the end of all those lists of things that you could do, ask yourself, what else is in my zone of power here? And this might take courage. It might take a, a courageous conversation or it might take the courage to say, I'm going to have to accept this even if it's not what I want. Because focusing on trying to influence something or change someone's mind when you do not have the control is incredibly stressful. Focusing on what is in your zone of power is powerful, is productive, and at the end of the day, makes life so much easier.